0: This is Roots in the Wilderness, and today we're talking about the Ann and Sandy Cross Conservation Area. Welcome back to Roots in the Wilderness, everybody. My name is Kate Hamilton, and today I am at Ann and Sandy Cross Conservation Area. And I'm with Maureen Lexinger and Greg Sheba. Hi. (laughs) Hello. Yeah, so uh,
1: who are you guys, quickly?
2: Well, I'm uh, the CEO of the Ann and Sandy Cross Conservation Area.
1: I'm the Education Coordinator of the Cross Conservation Area.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for uh, speaking with me today. Um, I really love coming to the Ann and Sandy Cross Conservation Area, so I'm really excited to be able to tell people about it and what you're all about and what there is here, um, what you have to offer, so... Um, where is where are we?
2: Well, we're just outside the Calgary city limits. We're a mile. The property starts about a mile from the Calgary city limits, west of Calgary, on Highway Twenty Two X, and uh, uh, just west, really of um, Spruce Meadows? Meadows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just west of Spruce <laughs> Meadows. Yeah, what the name exactly of that place anyway? Large,
0: yes, and that is one of the benefits to yeah. coming here. Actually, is that it's so close to the city. So it's a, a quick trip out, uh, save some gas money to get to, yeah. to be in nature. It,
2: yeah, it, is. it is. It's a great chance to come out uh, just for half a day even, or in evenings people come out and, uh, and have a walk around.
0: Yeah. yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the property is 4,800 acres. That's correct right? correct. right? Yeah. And it's a conservation area. So for those of you who aren't uh, aware of what conservation area or what the purpose is, Um, there's a number of reasons why this area is here, and do you want to speak to that, Greg? Yeah,
2: uh, we're actually a habitat conservation area under the Alberta Wildlife Act, and that uh, um, lays out what the property can be used for, and uh, we're open from uh, 4 a.m. to 11 o'clock at night uh, for people to come out and and visit, Uh, but it also limits activity that can take place uh here such as no camping uh no horseback riding for example
0: okay and uh i noticed a sign for it's not skiing either no skiing and no biking right yeah so leave those home bring your bring yeah. your walking shoes yeah yeah, yeah. or
2: snowshoes in the winter time oh yeah snowshoes yeah. great yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: i actually came here one time uh, and i thought it would be fine without my snowshoes and i ended up Post-holing to my knees, yeah. <laughs> it was good exercise. I had yeah. to tell yeah. you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've tramped a few
1: trails, up to my knees too yeah. with the students. Yeah,
0: I'm sure the people behind us really appreciated yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my my body liked it, so so that was good. Yeah. Uh, and what is the what's the main purpose of this area?
2: Well, it is to protect habitat and to give people an opportunity to see uh, land uh, in in its raw state. Very close to Calgary, so people have a chance to see what uh, what land uh, was like before human development in this area
0: yeah and Maureen you were talking about uh, when you were designing the signage for the area Mm -hmm. that uh, you made it uh, kind of a priority not to put hiking as the first thing that people see or want or
1: should know about the area right When uh, Anne and Sandy generously donated this land, uh, they had some guiding principles, and that included, as Greg stated, protecting the habitat for native species of wildlife. Uh, Secondly, they wanted to promote education programs, especially for youth, to get students excited and engaged in nature. And thirdly, to manage the human use of the habitat. So uh, although we welcome people coming on the land, we also want to recognize that our number one goal is to manage the habitat for native species of wildlife. So the signage had to uh, demonstrate or yeah, show yeah. that that we were a nature site first and uh, and foremost, and that we believed in uh, people coming out here to learn about nature, but that nature had to come first in our books.
0: Yeah, cool. Uh, and how did you two end up here, and how long have you been here?
2: Oh, well, well, uh, Maureen was here first. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I actually uh, I used to hike on the land, and I love the area, uh, even though I have a dog I couldn't bring my dog here because it doesn't allow dogs as well but I used to love coming out walking I ended up volunteering here for about a year and a half as a volunteer educator yeah. so I was a conservation educator here before I started working here and about uh, 10 years ago I uh, almost 10 years ago now I uh, signed on and became an employee in the education department, then became the education coordinator after a few years. Awesome! Yeah, it sounds like it, fun. It was awesome. It yeah. was fantastic to to come out to to know that this is the place I work at. Yeah, is amazing. Yeah, it's and fun. that you get to enjoy the land while yeah. you're working. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So there's not. a, hard, You can't have a bad day here. No. no. You have know, some challenges, but you can't have a bad day here. Yeah. Just gotta go outside, take a few breaths. Exactly. <laughs> well,
2: yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, some people say, oh, we we're lucky. We get paid for doing yeah. this <laughs> yeah, too. <exactly>. So. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, And I've been here for about six years now, and I have a background in, in conservation. i uh, been involved in the conservation uh, community for about over 20 years. And what really appealed to me about coming out here to work is there's an opportunity to actually do some, uh, to not improve the landscape, but, but to bring back some of the native species and uh, reintroduce beavers, for example. Oh, it was yeah. one of the first projects that we, uh, we got involved in. And and try to mimic um, the land, not mimic, but actually uh, bring the land back to uh, to its natural state. Yeah. Uh, it it was comprised of I think about six homesteads when Sandy bought the, the land in the 1940s. So some of the land has been broken. There are, are some um, old uh, remnants of the the homesteads are still on the property. Yeah. But uh, it's an opportunity to uh, to try to Renaturalize the, the area. Yeah, oh,
0: great. Mm-hmm. And you, you briefly touched on, touched on this already, but uh, who are Anne and Sandy Cross and kind of the quick history of how
1: this land yeah. came to be, what it is now? Yeah. Well, uh, Sandy actually has a, a, a very significant history on this in southern Alberta. His dad was A.E. Cross, who was one of the big four that started the Calgary Stampede, yeah. and his grandfather on his mom's side was Colonel McLeod. was the first Northwest Mounted Police uh, out in southern Alberta, so it started uh, Fort McLeod and Treaty 7, actually. Mm -hmm. So Sandy has a really rich history on the land and grew up on a farm near Nanton, the A7 Ranch. And he just decided over time that uh, he loved being in nature. He was a chemical engineer by trade, but uh, he came back to his roots and started to, as Greg said, buy up a number of homesteads and build his own Rothney farm here to raise cattle. Yeah. And then he lived on the land for many years, met Anne a little bit later in life, um, around sixty, he got married. The first uh, confirmed bachelor found the love of his yeah. life and married. And uh, that gives me hope. As yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell the students, yeah, <laughs> if you want to, there's always hope. <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah. So, uh, so they lived. They ranched the land for many more years after that. And then, when they decided to retire, they saw the city getting closer and closer. and were concerned with what would happen to the beautiful habitat yeah. and the wildlife that they loved so dearly. Sandy had a real passion as well for wildlife. And had a passion as well, not only just for wildlife and education. So, together they decided that the best course of action would be to become a conservation area. Yeah. And at that time, that was the, um, there wasn't any conservation easement. So, they ended up um, designing a, a, pro- a program to put it into lease for uh, about 99 years. Wow!
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they actually donated the land to the province of Alberta. So that's a a legacy. So all Albertans technically uh, own own yeah. the land. Oh, okay. And the foundation at that time was set up with a ninety nine year lease to to manage the land. Right. And uh, both uh, Maureen and I work for the, uh, the the organization that was set up to manage the land. Oh,
0: okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's good to know. And uh, I want to get into. The programs that you have here and then just talking about the different trails that you can hike on on the land But maybe let's start with the programs that you have the education programs.
1: Okay, so we run programs all year round where we live in Canada We say like hey, winter time is as exciting as any other time of year. We have programs every day can run almost every day of the year uh, We have day programs and they're all experiential hands-on in the outdoors in nature so very yeah. little, little time is spent indoors we're mostly on the land experiencing nature it's developing a sense of wonder and excitement because that's our goal yeah. they're all curriculum based so that teachers have the opportunity to bring their students here and they meet their their own goals but we really want the students to come out here and, and build a love of nature to be our future stewards of the land as well yeah so we have day programs we have um we actually also go to schools as well oh yeah um outreach but we uh, we also have our chevron open minds week-long programs where students come out for a week to experience nature Built around an idea that they um, they spend the whole year investigating, so that's exciting. We also um, have organized groups like Cubs and Scouts come out for programming, and we run week-long summer camps as well. Oh, so okay. So we, we, we embrace the area fully as much as we can throughout the year. Cool. Yeah. And if
0: just like a person like say myself come out here am i able to wander around your education center like have a look and
1: And you're welcome to as long as we don't have students in the building at the time due to certain um constraints we have with um um, privacy and different reasons we have to meet the school board's requirements right yeah oh we also run other conservation education programs um for adults and families okay like a yearly halloween howl we have star night we have our our June bio blitz where we go in and try and identify as many plants and animals on the land and different stations set up. So we run other education programs for the community and families
0: as well. Right. And also um you have a whole lot of interpretive signs yes. along the trail so that we can do our own education as yeah, we go. Absolutely. Which I love. Which yeah. is great. Well, that's great you, to hear. That's yeah. great yeah. to hear. And we do read them all. Like I have been out here a ton with clients and personally and uh yeah we do take the time to oh, read fantastic. all the signs and relate the signs to the land so i really appreciate that and i know all the people that i do that i come with also appreciate that's that that's fantastic feedback yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and also yeah. We're,
2: we're actually just uh, yeah. in the process of of designing some more signs oh, for good for a wetland project we did on the the north arm of pine creek so maybe we'll run them by you yeah we'll, exactly yeah that's awesome yeah. Yeah.
0: um yeah so getting to the trails then uh, I Correct me if I'm wrong with anything I say here, but you have 22 kilometers
1: of trails, correct? Roughly. Roughly. We're yeah. about 20 kilometers since Pine Creek is out of the picture. So. Yeah. Okay, about 20 yeah. kilometers. Yeah. yeah. And in, within those 20
0: kilometers, there's various different loops that you can do. Mm-hmm. So you could do anywhere a loop from
1: anywhere from two and a half kilometers... Is that yeah. two about eight? Yeah. Or, or if you just do the mountain lookout, um, that's one kilometer there and then one kilometer back. Right. So the uh, shortest I guess could be two kilometers. But and then we can go up to eight point eight kilometers. When yeah, you do the full Yeah, full, walk. full the, right. the larger circuit. Yeah,
2: and I think that usually it's about a three hour hike for people that are are pretty uh, pretty mobile. Yeah, to mm-hmm. to do that longer loop, it's yeah. not strenuous. There there mm-hmm. is a uh, some altitude uh, change um, for that longer loop, and and some of our trails have uh, more than than others. Yeah, but uh, really uh, nothing uh, too too strenuous here.
0: Yeah, in my opinion, the uh, the trail um, conditions, I guess, uh, are easy to moderate there are a couple of longer hills yeah Yeah. so as far as like there it's not too rocky or rooty the trails are fairly wide in most areas so that's not a concern um just that there's like three longer hills i would say that would you know might push it to be a little bit more hard for some people if you're not as physically active as others yeah but
2: yeah. then it gives you a chance to stop and really yeah. enjoy yeah. nature. my Yeah, and there there are uh, benches uh, and, uh, and and tables on the on the trails as well, so people can stop, sit yeah. down, and relax or uh, have a sandwich or, yeah. or whatever. But I, I think that it's important for everyone to know too that we do maintain the trails. And uh, unlike some trails in the mountain parks, for example, where it's single file, yeah. uh, pretty well all of our trails allow people to walk side by side and, and, uh, and have a conversation as they're, they're walking, yeah. uh, which is something we've done intentionally. And it also enables us to get some of our maintenance vehicles, very, very small uh, maintenance vehicles yeah. uh, down the trails mm-hmm. in case someone needs uh, some help. And that yeah. ha- does happen from time to time. Yeah.
0: And the trails are very well marked, so you're not going to get lost. It's really easy to figure out where you are, where you want to go, and mm-hmm. um, change your mind if well, you need to. You. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. I would caution people, though, that, that we don't have cell coverage uh, on, 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 on all, all of our trails. So yeah. uh, if, uh, if there's uh, some concern about being able to be in touch with, with people or um, if uh, people have uh, high health risk... They, they may want to note that in before they venture out here. Although we're so close to Calgary, oh, yeah, as we sit here, we can see downtown Calgary. Yeah. We don't yeah. have uh, very good uh, self-coverage. Yeah, coverage. Yes, spotty. Yeah, uh, but,
1: but you can get to points where someone can get to a point yes. to get the f- self-coverage. But, yeah. but it, you have to be aware of it, as Greg's saying.
0: Yeah. And there are also, um, in addition to the benches and picnic tables that are all over, there's a few shelters, okay. so covered shelters. So if you come and you want to have lunch, you can have it in a spot where if it's raining or snowing, you can yeah. um, get away from the elements. Yeah, we have, yeah three, three shelters. Three shelters. Aspen yeah. yeah. Trail, Fescue Trail, and Ranchers Trail. Yeah. And the teepee. Oh, on the teepee. Yeah, <laughs> there's also the big teepee right yeah. here at yeah. the the start of the trail, which is really cool to go in.
2: We also have uh, outhouses, too. Yes, on the <laughs> that's true. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't like to tree pee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah
0: yeah so lots of things yeah, yeah yeah um so moving on to volunteers or getting involved in uh donations so um you guys work for the organization for run by the province um how many volunteers do you have and what kind of jobs do they do and
2: well, we have about 50 very active uh volunteers and we have volunteers that help us out with the education programming yeah and we have volunteers that that, that help us with uh maintenance mm-hmm. of the land and They'll help us with fencing or painting uh, buildings, uh, the general work that's required yeah. uh, for, uh, in some ways, we're kind of a working ranch too because we do have cattle on the land a couple of times a year yeah. and have uh, well over 20 miles of fences that need to be maintained and, and updated from time to time as well. And it might be a good time to talk about why we do have cattle out here. We're often questioned, why do you have cattle out at the conservation area? We're trying to mimic uh, what would have happened with uh, with wildlife such as buffalo. Yeah. We're very concerned about the organic buildup and the potential of fire out here. Yeah. And uh, if we were to restrict the, the activity down to the the wildlife that's on here, we would have uh, an abundance of grass here that we'd have to worry about.
1: Right. Oh, that yeah. makes, yeah, that makes perfect it, sense. And it's only winter grazing... The primary time that they come out is from like mid Novemberish to end of March. Yeah. yeah. And then a return just in the spring for our calving. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. So we uh, we don't allow uh, the calving to take place on the property. Yeah. Uh, the the cows aren't bred on the property. There's was never any bulls on the property, and uh, they come on in the spring uh, with the calves, yeah. and. Uh, one of the other interesting notes I think is that all the management of the of the cattle has to be done on horseback. Oh, Okay. So we don't uh-huh. want uh, ATVs and yeah. all the tracks from uh, from motorized vehicles on the land.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. That, that's interesting. And I let like, see. This is why I like doing these podcasts <laughs> is because I learned things like this that I would have never known. So <laughs> thanks for sharing that with me. Yeah. Uh, yeah so if, back to volunteering. If you wanted to get involved, what would the process be like?
2: We have uh, a volunteer coordinator mm-hmm. that uh, we can just call our, our office or send an email to info at yeah. And uh, we can start the ball rolling. We do uh, require any of the volunteers who are engaged in working with our the kids on the land or mm-hmm. on any of the programming that they would get a, a police check. yeah. And um, there's a, a, an intake pro, uh, system and education of... Mm-hmm. Volunteers to familiarize themselves with the yeah. land.
1: And we welcome volunteers most mostly throughout the year, but we do have a spring, or a, like a big spring. Yeah. Um, um, find out, uh, like send out information and put in a few sessions together to, to get a bunch of people out. But we are happy to accept people throughout the year.
0: Okay, good well. to know. And what would you say is the thing that you guys need help with the most? Mm-hmm. Like a certain job that people need help with or is it just donations that you need or... You know. We need
2: volunteers and and donations. We're we're fortunate enough. We do have uh, uh, an endowment uh, as well that uh, that the the cross family uh, helped set up and and other corporate corporate donors and individual donors. But um, uh, on a, a yearly basis, we do require funding to help us run the, the programming. Yeah. Uh, out here, it's not a lot of money, but. Uh, Times are a little tough in uh, the oil patch right now, and yeah. in, in Alberta, so that's made it a bit more difficult for us to raise the funds we need to yeah. to pay for programming, in particular. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I did want to point out to clarify something: we're not run by the provincial government; we're we're leasing the land from right. the government as an yeah. individual organization. So. We don't receive funding directly from the provincial government for anything other than if we apply to grants Right. different things, just like anybody else does. Yeah, yeah. thanks yeah. for
0: saying that again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you're wanting to donate, my guess is you can donate online. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. Canada yeah. helps. There's also, um, when you come here, there's a way to donate physically when yeah. you come here. Yeah. yeah, there's the a land. donation box yeah. down at
2: the kiosk, and we'd urge everyone to register at the, the kiosk so that we know who's on the land. Yeah uh on weekends and evenings uh, there are no staff uh dedicated to towards uh, uh working with uh, people that might be out on the land uh so we we do have an emergency response yeah. system but but we we want to know who's out yeah. here and when they came yeah. and if a, a vehicle stays in the yeah. uh, in the lot for a while yeah. it'll give us a chance to to respond yeah. to and that
1: donations are much appreciated because it does take work an effort to maintain 20 kilometers of hiking trails yeah, yeah. <laughs> as you well know yes yeah. yeah definitely and just about the guest the login
0: it's also fun having a guest book so yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. also fun looking back and finding your name from when
1: you were here yeah. last so make sure you sign it yeah. and reread all the comments oh yeah yeah information on yeah. what people write so yeah and it's
2: a way for us to make sure yeah. that there's no maintenance issues and, yeah. and all people write it's always a uh, Saw a, a cougar or a elk uh, yeah. out on the land, so yeah. we we can uh, make that observation too and know where, hopefully, where they uh, they noted where they did see it.
0: Yeah, that's great. So, uh, best ways to get involved for volunteering are donations online or donations in person when you come to the visit the land. I'll include your website information in my show notes. Um, yep. Yeah, and so, guys, honestly, it's beautiful out here. Uh, it's really nice to come visit. You two, thank you so much for uh, chatting with me. Thanks for making the time. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate it. Is there any last thing that you really want people, or one last thing you want to focus on is you want people to know about this area before we say goodbye?
2: Well, I think that, that we do manage the land uh, for, for high wi- uh, wildlife values. So uh, unlike uh, other areas where w- wildlife might be displaced by people, we have over t- about two-thirds of the land that there's no public access yeah so it's habitat for for wildlife and um uh, we uh we often see them the kids see uh, deer and elk and uh, moose and, and, yeah. and other wildlife and that makes for a pretty special day for those kids too yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I just think we're a really unique area in the fact that we put wildlife first And so the learning that comes from that with the students is phenomenal and just the connection to nature and having it something where they actually do see these animals on a fairly regular basis, even with the mountain because we do manage that that, um, output of uh, people on the land as well. So it really becomes a really unique uh, experience that students say that, can often come back and say this is best the best field trip of my life. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, totally. And they've come back after many years of being here and, and come back as student teachers even yeah. that have been on the land and experienced this area. So it's, it's, it's pretty special what Anne and Sandy Cross did.
0: Yeah, and you actually reminded me of something I did want to mention. Um, so if you're a school group best way again to sign up is or check it out is online and then yeah. contact you um if you're coming as a group though you want people to register and sign up before they come so you know yeah. how much in the the number is 15 right 15. if you're more yeah, than if you're 15 people. or
1: more we definitely ask you to to contact us so that we can sort of have an understanding of who's on the land and yeah. especially because we do have school groups as well
0: yes exactly yeah well thank you so much greg and maureen i really appreciate it um And thanks to everybody for listening to Roots in the Wilderness. My name is Kate Hamilton, and I'll talk to you again soon.